It is the NFL Edge podcast. I'm Dave Rothenberg. She's Kristen Rogers. And Kristen, I mean, we are already starting week three of the NFL campaign. And you know what I love about week three of the NFL season, Dave? I mean, Tell me. through two weeks, I think we can I think we can definitely say that the Jags and the Jets are just horrible teams. But other than that, maybe we've seen a little bit of flashes on, on both sides for, for teams. So I feel like finally we are able to judge and not just judge based upon our own biases, but judge based upon actual football. Well, I, I hope so. And I don't know if that was some kind of a, a veiled shot at the Giants or, or my fandom or something like that, but I'm, I'm not going to take it as that uh, Giants huge game against the Falcons. Is it fair to say, and I guess we'll jump off there because it's, it's my allegiance and it's who I love. We'll do your Niners who have a big game against the Packers and, of course, the Eagles who have a huge game against the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Is it fair to say that without fail, Kristen, that the loser of the Giants and Falcons game is 100% in your mind eliminated from any hope of going to the postseason. Yes, I do. And I mean, we talked about this last week as well, that uh, what percentages of teams that are 0-2 can make the playoffs. And obviously that drops down when you go to 0-3. How about this, though? I do think it's the Falcons that are going to lose this game. I think your New York York football Giants, I think on the back of Daniel Jones, are going to get their first one of the season. How do you feel? So I, th- I, I, I think so. I, it's hard for me with the Giants. I'm so hesitant to have any any belief or confidence in them. But I want to ask you this because you're you're neutral, right? You're, you're not a Giants fan. You don't have any any real allegiance to the Giants at all. What is your take? Someone on kind of the outside looking in, other side of the country, follows all the teams. What is your take on Daniel Jones and his future with the Giants? I think that Daniel Jones still needs some pieces around him. I think we're starting to see him connect really well. I honestly really like Sterling Shepard in this game as well against the Falcons, just because what we've seen from the Falcons through two weeks of football. So I think maybe to answer your question, not with a question, but just about talking about another team, I don't think it's so much as what I think about what Daniel Jones can do in that offense. It's my view of the Atlanta Falcons. And I think that we're going to potentially see a quarterback change if this season continues the way it is right now for Atlanta. Oh, yeah, they're, they're te- terrible, and it's not going to get any better. And Matt Ryan is probably on his last legs, and they moved on from Julio Jones. So hopefully, I mean, I really, I hope, knock on wood, the Giants find their way to a victory. Because if they don't, and I said this on, on our radio show earlier today on 987 ESPN in New York to Rick DiPietro, my, my co-host on the show, I said, if the Giants lose this week, Kristen, and fall to 0-3, how many wins are they going to get on the year? Really, like three, maybe four? If you can't beat Washington, Denver, and Atlanta, realistically, how many wins are you going to get on the season? Yeah, may- maybe maybe four, maybe five. But again... M- maybe, maybe. I... I look to this game as the lesser of two evils, and the lesser of two evils in my mind is Daniel Jones and that offense going up against Atlanta. I just think Atlanta is in a a spiral. They are in just dismay. It is utter chaos happening right now in Atlanta, and I think that the Giants are going to benefit from that. Uh, Hopefully so. All right, uh, another 0-2 team who has a really tough game. That's Indianapolis at Tennessee. Now, as we're recording this, we're uncertain uh, of the situation with Carson Wentz. He has not one but two sprained ankles. Tennessee with a really big-time win uh, last week uh, in Seattle. Came back from down double digits in the second half to win in one of the toughest places in the league to win. Is this another loss for Indianapolis where they now fall to 0-3 and we can see their season kind of falling apart? 
I do think it is, although I think we're going to see a better offensive performance from Indy than I think people expect, even if Carson Wentz is not able to go. And I'll get to that later because I have a fantasy pick that I want to bring in later in the show. Um, But Carson Wentz, I mean, he says he's throwing the kitchen sink, you know, trying to help his rehab because, again, it's both ankles that are in question right now. But how about the fact that he's walking around the Colts practice facility with no boots on, no tape, no nothing? Like, dude, if you're throwing the kitchen sink at it, how about you wear a boot around the practice facility? facility or at least bubble tape the rest of you to make sure that you're good to go for the Sunday. Uh, So we'll find out uh, later in the week about Carson Wentz. This is a great game. I mean, this could be one of the couple of games of the week. Um, The Chargers, who should have won last week at home against Dallas, they're at Kansas City, a monster AFC West game. Uh, Chiefs are sitting here at 1-1. Listen, they could very easily be 0-2, but offensively, they're so dynamic. This is a big, big football game, Chargers at the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we talked about the Chargers last Sunday at SoFi. I thought the Chargers were going to take that game in, a sh- in an offensive shootout. I think we're going to see another offensive shootout, but this time at Arrowhead, and I do think that the Chiefs can come away with this win. I, I think knowing what the Chiefs just went up against in Lamar Jackson, they lost to the Ravens because of Lamar. No offense to Justin Herbert, but he can't pull off the same magic that, the, that Lamar can. I do think the Chiefs go on the road to Kansas City, or excuse me, the Chargers go on the road to Kansas City, and Chiefs get that win. Uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. It's one and one against one and one. Another quarterback who's banged up. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, I guess, suffering from a pec injury. We'll see if he's able to play. If not, I guess it would be Dwayne Haskins. Cincinnati, they're one and one. Listen, they were right there with Chicago last week. They won opening week against Minnesota. So the spread on this one, only four and a half points. Uh, I'm not going to tip my hand on that as of yet. We'll do that later during the NFL Edge podcast. But uh, I guess a, a somewhat sizable game in the AFC North. Definitely. But Dave, I want to throw a question back to you because I think we have a lot of these teams that are, are what we consider to be really good teams that suffered maybe a, an uncharacteristic loss last week or a loss that is creating a lot of questions around their program. I feel like the Steelers are in that situation, but I can't see the Steelers play the Bengals and not come away with a win because of what just happened to them last week. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I look at Pittsburgh and I find it hard to believe that they will lose to Cincinnati at home. But I got to tell you, I'm not sold on this Pittsburgh team. You know, I had real reservations coming into the year and I I still think I do. Their offensive line is not great. Roethlisberger is is older and and doesn't look like he's 100% healthy. I like the running back. Their defense is good. I I do think they win this game, but uh, there's something that doesn't sit right to me about about Pittsburgh right now. Now, another team in the AFC North that that looks just phenomenal, Kristen, and that's the Browns. They're one and one, but this is as as good a one and one as you could possibly have. Uh, Chicago pays a visit to Cleveland in the dog pound, and Justin Fields will be making the start uh, for Andy Dalton. Uh, Did you hear this, by the way? Matt and Nagy say that when Andy Dalton is healthy, that he's going to be the starting quarterback. It's a great opportunity for Justin and for all of us as as a staff to be able to take this thing and, and see where he goes with this. You know, when Andy is healthy, our plan continues for him to be the starter. Stop it. Really, stop, you're embarrassing yourself. You're telling me if Justin Fields go out th- goes out there this weekend and has a gem of a game against Cleveland, that if Dalton is ready next week, they're going to give the job back to him? You're lying to us, Matt Nagy. Well, and even if Justin Fields doesn't have a killer game, which I honestly don't expect him to after what we saw last week. But I mean, just confidence wise, are you telling me that 
if this guy is supposed to be the future of this franchise, potentially, you're going to bench him after maybe a half decent game where it feels like the game is finally slowing down for him. He's getting his legs underneath him and you're going to bench him for Andy Dalton again. I mean, that's just going to shake his confidence. I don't think that I think you're at a crossroads where I, I agree. I think Matt Nagy may be lying to this effect, but you just have to He's make lying. a decision. You have to make a decision. It has to be Justin Fields. Yeah, unless he's awful. If he's horrendous, I could see that. Then move otherwise, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way you're going to go back to Andy Dalton. And I, I like Cleveland to win this game as well. Um, Baltimore at Detroit. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, Day Campbell, his team, they they do bite the kneecap well, but I don't I don't see how that they they get their victory against Baltimore this week. I, I think this is a monster game for Lamar Jackson against the Lions. Oh. I am fully expecting that. And as someone that has Lamar on my fantasy team, I am ready. I am going to sit back on Sunday and just wait for Lamar to bring in all of the beautiful fantasy points that I need to carry me to another victory here in week three. There, there is no one prouder of having Lamar Jackson on their fantasy team in this country than you. You mentioned it nonstop, so I hope that he has the game that you're looking for uh, against the Lions this weekend. He's a prized possession in fantasy. Come on. I understand. I understand. He's a phenomenal football player. Uh, New Orleans at New England. Uh, both teams 1-1. One one. New England could very easily be 2-0. and oh. New Orleans was the darling of the NFL Week 1, and they were the, the doghouse of Week 2, getting hammered in Carolina. What New Orleans team do you think we, we see show up against New England this week? I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle, to be honest. I think what we saw in Week 1 is maybe the best of the best. I don't know if the Saints can get back to that level with Jameis. I think what we saw last week was the worst of the worst. Again, it's that that rise and fall that we continue to see with Jameis, Jameis, and Winston, Jameis Winston. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Um, I do think, no, though, knowing what Bill Belichick's defense can look like, that even if you throw in some, you know, kind of crazy Taysom Hill plays or whatever, and he comes in at quarterback-ish for for a few few series, I, I don't think that the Saints are going to get this win. Give me the Patriots in this game. All right, so maybe you take the Patriots with the uh, the spreads, which we do a little bit later during the course of the show. Um, let me let me ask you this, and this is something that I've heard a lot of. Uh, you know, if you could redo it again, Mac Jones would be the number one quarterback off the board. Can, can we stop this hot take? I mean, Trevor Lawrence is still the guy that everyone would take. Zach Wilson doesn't look good, but I don't think that his career is in, in ruins and tatters as of yet. Can we stop with the hot take of Mac Jones would go number one if we redid the draft two weeks into the season? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it also depends on the system that you have around him, right? And the coaching staff that you have around him right now. And obviously, Mac Jones going into a system like New England and having Bill Belichick is a much better leg up, in my opinion, than going down to Jacksonville and having Urban Meyer take over as head coach. So I I just think it's based upon the situation that you can see these young rookie quarterbacks flourish. I do think on paper, if he has a better system, I do think, of course, Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback there. Yes, and you would always take Trevor Lawrence, at least as of now. Arizona at Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I guess Urban Meyer will be there to coach at least his third game uh, there with Jacksonville. But Arizona should have their way in this one, right? Yeah, no doubt. I am looking for Arizona to just continue to rack up those points, both on the actual field and in fantasy as well. Um, I think there are some breakout stars that we saw in week two that are just going to continue to go off. Rondale Moore, I think, is just going to continue to bring some more, more, more points on the field. Um, I'm really excited about what we've seen from him so far. And I think uh, Kyler Murray, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, this offense is just so great. And I don't think that any offense right now can outscore them. 
um, and no defense has been able to slow them down effectively. Yeah, Kyler Murray, really. I mean, my God, he is a sensational player at the NFL level. Uh, Washington at Buffalo, big number on this one. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But Buffalo, it feels like they kind of righted the ship week two after having a, a rough open to the season against Pittsburgh. They go down to Miami and hammer Miami. Now, the advantage Washington has in this one is they have extended time off. Remember, they played last Thursday, so they get like 10 days off. But this is a, a, a tough game going up to Buffalo and trying to beat the Bills. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think when we when we look at this Buffalo team as well, obviously coming off uh, a great win, like you said, to the Steelers, I think that they have their legs underneath them again. I really don't see how this Washington team right now can can pull out a win. Um, I think Bills Mafia is going to be out there in full force, and I think uh, just like a Bills fan goes through a table, we're going to see um, the Bills run game maybe run through that Washington defense. I'm trying for an analogy there. I don't know if it landed. <laughs> I, I don't. I, honestly, it was so awful that I didn't know what to do. Whether I should make note of it, whether I should just avoid it. I, I moved on to. It makes sense in my head. We can go back there. I mean, what no. what, what was that? Move Buffalo, on. Buffalo. Move on. Uh, there's a table. The running game. The jet. The the defense. Like what just happened there? I need a visualization of like a Bills fan like jumping onto a foldable table in the parking lot and having that table collapse. And I think that's what we're going to see, that the Bills run game is going to be, and the, their offense is going to be so effective, they're just going to go right through Washington. Oh. Again, it's more visual than, than audible. Let's move on. Let's I got to be honest. I got I got. I, no, we can't move on yet. I, I got to be honest. Uh, you, you know how I feel about you. I'm a big fan. I'm glad that we're doing this podcast. I think we have a tremendously bright future together. But the analogies is... It's just not working for me. Uh, I don't know whether you need to go to some sort of an analogy school, if there's a class that you can take, but but please, for the love of God, um, don't don't make any more analogies, maybe? I'll, I'll have our producer, RJ, look into some um, some extracurricular courses that I can take. Hopefully, yeah, I'll be like online for, training. for week four. Yeah, I'm. you know what? I'm just not yeah. at mid-season form yet. That's the issue. I, I, I understand. Neither are the Jets. Jets uh, check in at 0-2. They go to Denver. Uh, God, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't, I don't see a way the Jets win this game. I mean, Denver is playing really well. It's their home opener. The Jets are zero two. They look lost out there. Um, this is going to be a really long afternoon. I have a feeling for the New York Jets. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we started this podcast by saying I think there are two teams in the NFL right now that we can um, definitively say are not making the playoffs and have no real hope for the rest of the season and that is Jacksonville and the New York Jets um, I really like the Broncos in this in this game um, I'm really interested to see how the AFC, AFC West continues to play out because I think the Broncos being so good maybe can be spoiler to, to Kansas City later in the season that's again down the road but uh, for now I just think that there's no way that the Jets can get this win at Mile High Stadium yeah, I'm, I'm not going to discuss them being a, a competitor for the Chargers or, or the Chiefs right now or even the Raiders at this moment. It's a good division, the AFC West. But as far as beating the Jets, I think that unequivocally happens on Sunday. Uh, Miami at Las Vegas. So two is out in this one. Jacoby Brissett gets the start. Raiders 
if, if I sat here and asked you who are the biggest surprises in the NFL through two weeks, I think the Raiders have to be one of those surprises, Chris. I mean, to beat Baltimore and then go on the road and beat Pittsburgh. Uh, John Gruden, who we kind of make fun of, uh, tongue-in-cheek, so some weird stuff, but he's done a great job early this season with this Raiders team. Yeah, no doubt. And earlier this week on the podcast, I, I did take some time to officially apologize to the Raiders. Um, my, my letter has been directed towards John Gruden. Hopefully it'll get to Las Vegas um, maybe in the next few months, knowing just how reliable uh, our, our postal service is. But uh, apology is on the way. I do think that this Raiders team is just going to wreck Miami right now, um, even with uh, even, even if Tua was there. I just think that what this Raiders team has been put, putting together, specifically on offense, has been just so much fun to watch. I expect a huge day again from Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and Henry Ruggs. I mean, that guy has been on fire in week two, and I think we're going to see big things again here in week three. Yeah, I agree with you, with you on that. And also with Henry Ruggs, it's not even just like he's playing well. He's a big target in that offense. So it's a, a big difference for the Raiders this year. And he was not that that wide receiver at all last year. Um, Seattle at Minnesota. Uh, boy, Minnesota clinging to any any chance of going to the postseason. This is almost a must-win game for them. Seattle checks in 1-1. One one. Minnesota 0-2. Really should be 2-0, and at least 1-1. One one. But this is a, a very, very vital game for Minnesota because you could see the season kind of spiraling out of control if, if they don't get the win this week. Do you like Minnesota to get the win this week against Seattle? You know what? I actually do because the game is in Minnesota. Um, and I think that there's a little, uh, as we said, desperation behind this Vikings team right now because this Vikings team very easily could be 2-0, but they are sitting at 0-2. Again, I'm really surprised what we saw from Seattle last week. Again, losing their, after winning 12 straight home openers, they they lost to the Titans. Um, I do think we're going to see Russ try to <laughs> try to come back. I think we're going to see a phenomenal offense uh, from Seattle, but um, Seattle's defense has allowed a lot of of, uh, a lot of deep balls and a lot more points than I think people have realized so far through two weeks. I think this Vikings team and I think Kirk Cousins is going to um, is going to have his way, and I do think the Vikings get this get this win over Seattle. You know, I tend to agree with you. I, I don't know that I'll, I'll make this one of my three selections of the week, but I agree with you. I like I like Minnesota to win this game as well. Uh, I think it's fair to say this is the game of the week. Tampa Bay. At the Rams, uh, the defending Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady, uh, he's 44 years old, for God's sakes. Can you start to show a little age either on the field or, or when you look into the mirror, please? But Tampa Bay, 2-0, Gronk phenomenal. At the Rams, Stafford uh, playing at a very high level, loves Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, all of them. Uh, questionable about Daryl Henderson, but th- this to me, I-, I have this circle. This is the game of the week for me, Kristen. Yeah, this is circled in a big, fat red Sharpie for me as well. I actually think that we we both may be getting to this game later in our picks, but have differing opinions. And let me tell you why I think the Bucks are going to do well at SoFi, because Rob Gronkowski did admit that he actually does watch film. I don't know if you heard on ESPN2 Monday night, Peyton and Eli Manning were talking with Gronk, and Gronk said that he doesn't watch film. He goes, do you ever watch oh, film? And I said, no, I don't. It's, I just run by guys. If, I, if I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. <laughs> So I don't know how to answer that. Eli. I don't watch film, but I do watch film when, when, the, when the team is showing it. <laughs> so, uh, and every once in a while, I watch games like right now and study them. He only takes game notes from Tom Brady. Well, Gronk had to come out to the, the media uh after that and in Tampa Bay and essentially say, no, no, like I actually do watch film. Uh, he said he watches a quote overload of film. Yeah, you know, I actually watch tons of film. Uh, you know, an overload of film. 
I was just probably blame Nelson over there. He asked me eight times to go on the show. I told him it's not a good idea to put me on the show with the uh, Mannings. You know, they always get me joking around. You know, they always get me in that type of silly atmosphere, and that's what happened. Coach threatened me now that I, I don't get my vet day anymore because I don't watch film. So, I, trust me, I watch so much film that, you know, my girlfriend gets mad at me. She, she freaking throws at me sometimes because I'm watching so much film. I honestly think that he may be watching like the Cliff Notes version of it or like the the, the trailer reel if it were a, a film. But because Grog says he watches film, I think he's watched a lot of film on this Rams team and I think they get the win. I don't, I don't care. Like if I'm a fan of the, the Buccaneers, what do I care? Don't watch any film. You're, you're phenomenal. You're getting better. These guys, they like have the fountain of youth down there in Tampa. Brady's getting better, looks younger. Gronk, last time we saw him with New England, really looked like he was on his last legs. He was good last year. He's better this year. They are JPP is getting better as he's going on with his career. I don't know what Bruce Arians has going on down there, but I think I think you and I should move there and just kind of like cocoon, live our life backwards and be younger people. Exactly. I mean, Brady is Benjamin Benjamin buttoning like we've never seen before. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I believe this to be true. You've never seen the movie Cocoon, have you? I have not. No, I just went right over that. Oh come on! <laughs> Do you have you heard of the movie Cocoon? I have not. I thought you were talking about just like a little like a little caterpillar when they no. cocoon before they turn into a butterfly. No, you you, you know what, All right, Kristen? Let, let's 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 expose you right now, okay? How how, how old are you? I'm 29. 29. All right. Our RJ Santillo, our esteemed producer. RJ, I'd like to, for you to pop on your microphone. I'd like to ask you a question if, if that's something I could do. How, how old are you? I'm 31. Okay. I'm, I'm the uh, clearly veteran of this show. But RJ, you're 31. You're in Kristen's age range. Have you ever seen and or heard of the movie Cocoon? Those are two big no's, and I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I, I, people listening to the podcast have to come to my defense. Wilfred Brimley, you've never, you've, Steve Gutenberg, you've neither of you have ever heard of Cocoon? No, I mean, you're, you're saying names and words that I just are flying right over my head right now. You've never heard of uh, Wilfred Brimley? The oatmeal guy? The oatmeal guy? Like the guy on yeah, the Quaker Wilf- oatmeal box? Quaker Oats, Wilfred Brimley. I did not know that's who that was, but you'll learn something oh, new every day. I, 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 I give up. I, the youth of this country continues to disappoint me at an epic level. And I guarantee you we get tweets, people just horrified by the fact that neither of you, have, you've never even heard of the movie Cocoon. I don't even know what to say. I'm, 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 I'm horrified. Horrified. We move on. Okay, Boomer, Green Bay and San on. Francisco. Stop it. Don't don't talk to me like that. Green Bay at San Francisco. Uh, Packers 1-1. One one. Big win Monday night. Short week. Travel cross-country to San Francisco. couple of issues with your San Francisco 49ers. Secondary is a mess. And I don't know what the hell is going on at their running game right now. Yeah, I think the, the the secondary, definitely a concern. I think that the running back situation, that, that you know, like in Ted Lasso, when the um, they think that they're trading fit. I never heard room. of it. I, ne- okay. I don't know that show. You know what, what is that show? Ted Lasso. Let's Tell me about on. it. 
You gotta believe. No, in Ted Lasso, there there's an episode where they think that their their training room is cursed, um, and I think that the running backs room might be cursed for for San Francisco. I think that they all need to just go get some prized possessions from home, put them in a garbage can, each kind of give a an offering, if it were, burn it, and then hopefully we're gonna see some healthy running backs because at this point I think RJ is gonna have to step in our producer as uh, as running back because San Francisco is just I mean they're they're looking for anyone and everyone who can run and the issue is that they 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 rely so heavily on the run game that you need some guys that have had like at least a week under their belt if they're gonna be able to be that big a part of the offense that they need to be yeah, I look at RJ as like a third down back, kind of like a scat back. I don't, I don't see him as a, a first and second down back. I, I, RJ, I'm sorry, I don't think you have the size to be a first and second down back. No, I'll take that. I, if I can be Darren Sproles, I, that's a life well lived for me. Well, Ooh. he, I mean, Kristen, he does. He is about Darren Sproles' size, right? You're about five six one sixty five. Is that fair to say? Hey, it's close enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move into our last game and your beloved Philadelphia Eagles at the everyone's hated Dallas Cowboys. Each team 1-1. One one. Uh, Dallas very close to being 2-0 and on this season. They could be 0-2 as well. Philadelphia, great win week one over Atlanta. Uh, offense really struggled in week two. They tried to run that Philly special again. It did not work. Who do you like in this Monday night game between Dallas and Philadelphia? You know I want to say the Eagles, but this game is it's in Dallas. And I I have some concerns about what we saw in week two from the birds. And I think that we're seeing a Dallas team, both on offense and defense, really continue to shine. I do think that we're going to see a good performance from Jalen Hurts. Um, I do like him in fantasy this week against the Cowboys. Um, but that said, I do think the Cowboys get this win. And I'm so sorry for Eagles fans out there that are listening right now. I apologize when this game goes to the link later this season. I think we may have a different outcome. You never have to apologize to the Eagles fan. They're they're a, a fan base that we are not looking to create a camaraderie with on this podcast. Um, Dallas one and one really could be two and zero. Oh. Uh, I think they find their way to a victory and improve to two and one. And Philadelphia loses their second in a row. All right, so we've analyzed every game. You know what time it is now. It's time for us to make our NFL picks and go through the spreads right here on the NFL Edge podcast. Dave Rothering and Kristen Rogers with you. I'm glad you're so giggly today. At least I've seen fine cinema. Um, well, I think I am starting to, I'm breaking out of my cocoon. I'm starting to oh, to blossom into a beautiful butterfly. You're welcome. Oh, boy. What an analogy. What, very, so well played by you. You really have a future in this podcast business. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on. Move on. All right. Uh, RJ, our esteemed producer, if you will hop on and give us the current standings of where we are, all Survivor and our selections heading into week three. Yeah, happy to. So, Dave, you're two and four. Christian, three, two and one. Dave, you gained some ground last week as you went two and one. Christian, you went one and two. So, for Survivor, Dave, you have the Rams off the board and the Browns. Christian, you also took the Browns last week. And week one, you took the 49ers. All right, so it's very close. That commanding lead you had after week one, I took a game off. If I could take another game off this week, I will be right there with you heading into week four. I'll be fine. Now, before we get started with the spreads and the numbers, would you like to pick our Survivor games, Kristen? I would, and I think it's a popular one again, but I mean, how can you not pick the Denver Broncos this week? Uh, yeah, I'm actually not going to, but I 
fully what? understand your rationale of why. Yeah, no, listen, I'm not going to just fall into your games of take the same team as you every single week. I'm going to I'm going to stand out on my own and take a different game. But you're you're taking the Broncos. It's the biggest spread of the week, so I fully understand why you would take Denver. And and I do think that they found their way to a victory. Is there any any analysis you'd like to give us, or it's just like Broncos home opener, Jets on the other side? That that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, the the Broncos will continue. I was going to do something with a with a butterfly cocoon. I can't. Circle back stop to it. me later. Circle back to me stop, later. Stop, stop, stop. You 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 are you might be the queen bee, but you're not the queen of the analogy. So please oh, for the love dang. of God, please stop it. All right, here's what I'm going to do. Now, this is going to it's going to be wonderful because it's going to become dated quickly and you're going to know if I'm a winner or a loser uh when you listen to this podcast over the weekend. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers. They play Thursday night of this week. They go up against someone by the name of, is it Davis Mills that's starting for Houston? They're on their third string quarterback. Not David, Davis. Yeah, Davis Mills. That's what I said. All right. So no. I'm just letting people at no home. Let, letting people at no home. Yes. So, so no, no Tyrod Taylor. No Deshaun Watson. It's Davis Mills. So we're letting you people know home. Um, yeah, I will take Carolina to win this game outright and advance me, hopefully, in the survivor pool. So you have Denver, and there we have it. Are you ready to continue along with our NFL selections for week three? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to go through the games. You'll give us a a quick uh, synopsis if you choose to. If there's nothing you have to say about a game, you just move on past it, and we will stop when we get to the games that each of us are going to choose. Here we go. Uh, Like I mentioned, Carolina minus eight against Houston. I like Carolina to win outright. I would not pick them uh, laying the eight points on the road short week. Yeah, no, I love the Panthers. Again, I think that their defense is phenomenal. They are the number one scoring defense, number one total defense, number one in sacks. I just think that number is a little bit too high for me. All right. You may stop me with this one because you've told us numerous times that you like the Giants to win. The number is not huge. Giants at home laying three. Are you stopping me? No, Dave. I told you earlier this week, I'm not touching any NFC East team here in week three. I can't do it. All right, don't scold me. Giants lane three, which basically they're telling us if this was on a neutral site, it would be a pick em game. Arizona in Jacksonville. Cardinals at the moment giving seven and a half points. One of the best offenses we have going in the NFL. They look just phenomenal. There's going to be a lot of people that take this in their survivor pool. I would, I don't know, something doesn't feel right about that, but, but are you at all interested in Arizona minus seven and a half on the road in Jacksonville? Ding, ding, ding. Give me the Cardinals. I think that I don't care how high that number is. I think this offense is so good right now. I am expecting huge things again. And I don't I don't care about what we're going to see from this Jacksonville team. It's honestly just coming from how good this this Cardinals offense is. I think Rondell Moore. I think DeAndre Hopkins. I think Kyler Murray. I think Chase Edmonds. I think all guys are going to have a huge day in fantasy. And I think they're going to have a huge game in the field in real life. Give me the card. Wow. All right. So you like Arizona Lock minus the five and a half, seven and a half on the road, seven and a half points. Uh, I don't like this game for you. I think this is going to be a loss for you. I think Jacksonville covers the number uh, in this one. They have not the first two. And I think this is is a closer game. And listen, I could see a, a 31-17 game. And then Jacksonville scores a late, meaningless touchdown to make it 31-24. Maybe, maybe the backdoor cover. I do not like this game for you. I'm pleased you took it. Thank you very much. Uh, moving right along. Cleveland home against Chicago. Browns giving seven. Uh, Justin Fields, his first start. It's a road start. It's in Cleveland, one of the better teams in the NFL. I'm not going to touch this game. But I, all signs make me feel like Cleveland's going to win this game comfortably. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I too am not touching this game. Um, I am more interested in what we can see from Justin Fields. Uh, I think that Cleveland is going to continue to just run the ball down the Bears' throat, and I think that is going to come away with a nice win at home. All right, moving right along. Uh, I'm not going to touch this one either because I don't know the status of Ben Roethlisberger, but the Steelers at the moment are giving three to Cincinnati. So I will avoid it. Stop me if you need me to get uh, into this game for you, but I'm going to avoid this one. Um, Moving along, Indianapolis at 10. Yeah, moving along, uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's laying five. I'm kind of partial to the Colts. I'm not going to take it because I don't know the health of Carson Wentz, and that gets me nervous. But I I think the Colts are going to cover the five points in this one. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. Even if you don't have Carson Wentz in there and you have Jacob Eason, I think that this offense is still going to move just as effectively as we've seen with Wentz. Um, I I think Tennessee is still trying to... We've seen some highs. We've seen some lows. I think we're still trying to figure out who this Titans team is as well. Not going to touch this game. But I do like Tennessee to win. Yeah, I I think Tennessee wins as well and goes to 2-1. And and Derrick Henry is just an absolute monster at running back. Uh, Buffalo laying 7.5 at home against Washington. Taylor Heineke. Listen, I think it's fair to say that Taylor Heineke is playing as well as you would hope that Ryan Fitzpatrick would have played if he was healthy. Uh, Buffalo's defense has been pretty good. And offensively, you know, Washington's defense, Kristen, which is supposed to be this, you know, one of the great defenses in the NFL. They were bad against the Giants. They were not good against uh, the Chargers. So I wonder if this is the week that Josh Allen gets going against the defense we thought was going to be good Buffalo giving seven and a half yeah I think we're gonna have to see Josh Allen be that Josh Allen that we expected him to be here so far in, in 2021 not touching this game though I do think the Bills are gonna win uh Patriots are laying three against New Orleans uh we saw great New Orleans and terrible New Orleans we've seen pretty good New England both weeks probably should be sitting here at two and oh uh, I, I I lightly like the Patriot in this game but I will avoid taking this one are you involving yourself in the Patriots and the Saints I am not. I almost did just because I Mm -hmm. I don't think I think the Saints can win that game if they play like they did week one. And I don't think they're going to play like they did week one. I think we're going to see kind of a middle of the road Jameis Winston again this week, especially up against that Bill Belichick defense. Not going to touch this game, but I do think that the Patriots are going to take this. Baltimore at the Lions, a short week for the Lions. Uh, They are getting eight points at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Baltimore lost week one. They they won outright week two last week against Kansas City, which was a really good win. Is there a letdown? Like, can you see value in taking the Lions plus the eight in this game at all? See, yes. Um, that That's the, the reason why the number was just a little bit too rich for my blood. Um, I think that Baltimore is easily going to come away with a win, but I don't think an eight-point win. So my thoughts there. Okay. Uh, Chargers and the Chiefs. Chiefs are giving six and a half in what is an all-important battle in the uh, AFC West. Uh, Are you touching this game? I have no feeling. I I wouldn't get involved with this one even a little bit. I am not because what's going on with the Chiefs not covering like ever? (laughs) They never cover. They, they, no. they, even when they win, they never cover. Week one, they beat Cleveland. They didn't cover. Week two, they lose. Obviously, they don't cover. They, I, they, they've won a million games in a row uh, last year. They, they covered almost none of them. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I don't know that they cover this number. Uh, sounds like neither of us are going to be involved with this one. Uh, you took the Broncos as your survivor pick. Do you like the Broncos given the 10.5 at home to the Jets? You know what? I Like you mentioned, I have them in Survivor. I'm not picking this game. Um, I This is a case where I thought we were going to see a backdoor cover, uh, especially it, knowing just what the the... Knowing what the Jets have to prove, I think that we'll see some maybe late game action from Zach Wilson still trying to find his legs. Uh, no, not touching this game, though. Uh, I'm, I'm involving myself in the next game. It's Miami, no Tua, 
at the Raiders. Raiders are 2-0. and Raiders are giving four at home. I'm all about it. Give me the Raiders laying the four at home. Their defense has put pressure on the quarterback. I do not really love at all Jacoby Brissett. Um, the Dolphins have disappointed me mightily. Their offensive line is more of the same. They have very little running game uh, defense. I think the, the Dolphins are fine, but I look for the Raiders to be able to move the football. I'm taking the Raiders, and I'm laying the four. Gosh darn it, Dave. We agree on something. I'm picking the Raiders as Come well. Come on. I, I mean, you for all of the reasons that you just mentioned, I mean, no Tua, knowing how good this Raiders offense is and it's at home in Vegas, I mean, I, I think this is an easy pick in my book. Wow. Uh, I guess that's good or, or bad because now I don't gain a game on you with my uh, my Raiders pick. Okay. Uh, moving along, Seattle on the road in Minnesota. Seahawks over-under is big number, 55 on this one. Seahawks are giving a point and a half. I lean Minnesota, but not strongly enough to uh, to take this game this week. Yeah, I think both teams, I obviously the Seahawks are more desperate. I mean, the Vikings are more desperate, but I think the Seahawks are wanting to come away with a good road win here as well against a, a good Minnesota team. Um, I, I don't know about that number. It is pretty high. I took the over with the Seahawks Titans last week. I might actually take the under this week. I think there's gonna be a little bit of letdown for both teams just trying to come up with the points when they need it. Uh, my game of the week uh, in the NFL, and I think this is everyone's game of the week, Tampa Bay at, at the Rams, Tampa laying a point and a half. Uh, I'm going to involve myself in this one as well. I like the Rams. They're, they're, they're home. They're getting points. Uh, Tampa has been good, but I don't think they've been great early in the season. Really, I mean, they, they, they were not good against Dallas, got the win. That It was a fourth-quarter game against Atlanta, and they pulled away and got the win. This is a real step up in class. Uh, I think the Rams are the most complete team uh, that, that Tampa was going to see for a long time in this league. Uh, I just need the Rams to win this game. I, I like the Rams plus the point and a half. I think Stafford on this team makes them dynamic. Uh, whether Henderson plays or not, yeah, then they'll get Sonny, Sonny Michelle. It's fine for me. I will take the Rams plus the point and a half, and I feel pretty good about that one. Not so fast. I'm involving myself as well, but I am taking the bucks in this one. How oh, about this? We already battle. mentioned the, the st- Let's go. We already mentioned the studious Rob Gronkowski that is doing nothing but just sitting at home and watching film 24-7. Uh, and as much as that fountain of youth, I mean, obviously they're on the road in Los Angeles. If they can't bring some of that bottled fountain of youth water on the plane with them. I mean, it's Los Angeles. You can go out, you can get some Botox, you can feel about 20 years younger because let's be honest, Tom Brady is still playing like he's 24, not 44. Give me the bucks. So you're you're taking Tampa laying the one and a half. We're going we're going mano a mano with the Rams and the Bucks and and let come on. Sean McVay. By the way, how much older do you think? He's got to be a good 5 plus years older than Sean McVay, right? Tom Brady? He has to be. Yes, yeah. Yeah. At least. Yeah. At least. How how about nine years? How about nine years? Yeah, Sean McVay, 35 years old. Oh my you know what? Uh, 35, all you young people. And yeah. you know what? I bet I, I bet she's heard of the movie Cocoon. I, I I'm willing to guarantee you that, that Sean McVay he, is wise beyond his years and knows the movie Cocoon. I think he was born the year that Cocoon was released, but Yeah, so they probably showed it to him in his crib. Um Packers and the Niners. Niners giving three and a half. All right, here we go. I'm involving myself in this yeah. one, but not the way you think. What? Everyone is so soured on uh, every. Listen to me. Everyone is so soured on the Green Bay Packers, right? Aaron Rodgers, they're done. Flip the script on them. Move on from them. Not so fast. All right. 
What do they do so well? They throw the ball. Devontae Adams is so good and such a difference maker. And the Niners secondary is a mess. So I'm not saying that the Packers win this game, but do I think they can keep it within a field goal? I do. I love this game. Lock me in there for the Packers plus the three and a half. Sunday night, time to shine. Packers keep this one close and cover the three and a half. Are you going to give me some of that we get every time that Aaron Rodgers plays this for, plays the 49ers about Aaron Rodgers still being bitter that the Niners didn't draft him? Are you going to give me that? Because I hate hearing that every single time, and you know it's going to be in that promo for Sunday Night Football. I wasn't going to bring it up, but now that you mentioned it, maybe there's a little added anger and a little added um, you know, fuel to the fire of Aaron Rodgers. So, again, I think they keep this game close on Sunday Night Football. Uh, and lastly, Philadelphia – Philadelphia and the Cowboys, Cowboys lane four. I, I lean Cowboys in this one, but I'm, I'm not going to touch it, so, so I'm not going to involve myself. Me neither. You know my thoughts on this already. Let's move on. So there we have it. That, that's our picks for week three. I have the Raiders minus four against Miami. I have the Rams plus one and a half against Tampa, and I have Green Bay plus three and a half Sunday Night Football against San Francisco. Uh, you, my friend, have Arizona minus the seven and a half against Jacksonville. Raiders minus four also against Miami and Tampa Bay minus one and a half against the Rams. You have Denver for Survivor. I have Carolina for Survivor. Give me a verbal. You agree with everything I just said. I agree. Copy. Cocoon. Let's get it done. All right. There you go. Cocoon. There you go. Now we have our NFL picks. We've gone through all the spreads. It is now time for us to turn our attention to fantasy relevance in week three of the NFL. Well, the NFL Edge podcast continues. Dave Rothenberg and Kristen Rogers with you. Kristen, it is now time we help people. We we assist you with your fantasy team, some some must plays, some guys we're concerned about. Um, why don't you start? Why don't you bring up someone that you really like this week that might be flying a little bit under the radar for people? Well, here's the thing. So what the first name that I was going to mention is Zach Pascal with the Colts. Uh, I think that he has just been a very solid target for Carson Wentz. Um, and I thought that even without Wentz, because again, he's walking around the Colts facility with not one, but two ankles that are questionable, and he has not bubble wrapped either of them. So not feeling great about him. Uh, just hearing now, though, that the Colts are looking at not just Jacob Eason, but also Brent Huntley to uh, get some action on Sunday. That makes me uh, feel a lot less confident in Zach Pascal. So I'm going to throw about Tyson Williams. Um, I think that he has become such a big part of this uh, of this Ravens offense. And knowing that they're going up against the Lions, I think he is going to eat this weekend. Yeah, it is an attractive matchup for Tyson Williams. I- I'm going to give you one as well. And and I-, I think in a week or two, we won't even be saying this guy's under the radar anymore. But Mike Williams, I mean, he, he was a top 10 pick for a reason, kind of underperformed. When he was healthy, he was fine. But you never looked at him as a, a legitimate option. First two weeks of the season, I mean, he's putting up phenomenal numbers. Week one, seven catches for 91 yards and a touchdown and targeted 10 times. Um, that was actually week two. Week one, eight catches, 12 targets, 82 yards, and a touchdown. This is a guy that, I mean, they, they, they Herbert loves him. He's a big target. He's a weapon in the red zone. Uh, it's going to be a shootout against Kansas City. I, I don't like Mike Williams this week. I absolutely adore the play of Mike Williams this week. If you can get him, and I don't I don't know that you can at this point, but if you have him and you're debating whether you're going to play him or not, I think he's a must play in your lineup this week. 
Yeah, I agree. I think as just as you think the world of Mike Williams this week, I think the world of Justin Herbert. I know that they've had some really good chemistry so far. I I, I really like that. Um, another guy that I like staying maybe on the West Coast here is Chase Edmonds. Uh, you know, Arizona going up against uh, Jacksonville. I picked Arizona because I think that this offense is just so explosive right now. Um, you know, Jackson's defense isn't that great. We've seen Edmonds just continue to grow or blossom out of his cocoon, if it were. Uh, last week against Minnesota, oh, so he was well elite. Played. Hey, it's so clever. Thank you. Coming into to form here. Uh, so last week against Minnesota, he was their leading rusher. He had five receptions, 29 yards. I mean, he is a reliable guy putting up reliable numbers. I really like Chase Edmonds for Arizona. Uh, I do as well. Uh, I think you're doing well with, with the segment so far. Uh, my second that I really like, and it's another guy that nobody really loved to start the season. You look at him two weeks in, you're like, boy, this guy's legitimate. Uh, he's always had the talent, but for some reason or another, either injuries or whatnot, he's never kind of produced at the level. But Sterling Shepard, Kristen, two weeks in, listen to these numbers. Week one against Denver, seven for 113 and a touchdown. That's big. Those are big numbers. And then week two against Washington, nine for 94, and he was targeted 10 times. So it's Atlanta. The Giants should move the ball. I think it's fair to say. Now, Evan Ingram sounds like he's going to play in this game, which maybe takes a little bit away from Sterling Shepard. But Shepard is clearly the number one option right now for uh, Daniel Jones. I think he's going to give you another seven for 80 and maybe a touchdown. I think he's a really solid play week two for the New York football Giants. Yeah, I hate to agree with you, but I agree with you. I said this earlier in the show. I think that he's one of the reasons why I think they're going to get their first win of the season going up against Atlanta. Um, How about a guy that we don't like now? A guy that I don't like, or I'm not confident in, and I hate to say it because he's from my alma mater, but Robert Woods, he has done so well in past seasons, and we're just seeing that Rams offense move well without him. Um, He has been decent, but he hasn't been great. I'm a little concerned. Obviously, if you have Cooper Cup, he is the guy for the Rams. Uh, We saw, you know, other receivers like Van Jefferson start to start to take off in in week one. Obviously, didn't have a big week last week. Uh, But Robert Woods just is not that reliable guy that we have seen in past years. So my concern level is starting to get a little bit higher for him, at least in fantasy. I also learned that you went to USC because I don't know if you know this. I'm a savant when it comes to knowing where people went to college. So you say Robert Woods. Boom, USC. And now I know that you also uh, attended USC. Fight on, man. So that's why I'm not here for any of that Urban Meyer talk in Jacksonville right now. We need to take a beat. We need to find a coach that can actually play some hard-nosed football. We need to go back to what Pete Carroll was when he went to USC when he first started before the Snoop Dogg glory days that came back. All right. I don't want to go off on a tangent here. But Urban Meyer has been um, at at school after school after school at the collegiate level, and all the guy has done is won. I got to be honest. If he left Jacksonville to take the job at USC, I I think you'd be fortunate to get a guy like Urban Meyer. But I don't want to digress. I want to move forward here. All right? And the player that is starting to worry me, and he had a decent game last week, but I got to be honest, and that's Ezekiel Elliott. Week one. It barely touched the ball. 11 carries, 33 yards, couple of receptions, not not all that dynamic. Week two, better against the Chargers, 16 for 71, and a touchdown and two catches for 26 yards. So you look at it and you say, yeah, those are good numbers. Here's the thing, though. He's splitting time. I mean, this was a guy that was taken in the first round of your draft who's starting to split time with Pollard. So I would really have my antenna raised when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott. And I don't know what there is that you can do unless you trade him. If there's some Cowboys fan freak in your in your league who says, I think Elliott's going to be fine and I want a piece of him, I would absolutely look to move Ezekiel Elliott. So if you have Elliott, 
I would look to trade him because Kristen, look, he's I mean, he's almost he's in a timeshare with Pollard right now. Yeah, and Pollard's the one that's looking more attractive day by day. I agree with you. Honestly, if you have Pollard, I think that's maybe a, a great nod there to to play him this week. If you have Ezekiel Elliott, uh, best wishes. Good luck. Uh, you've got one heck of a decision coming your way. Yep. So so last week, um, Elliott had 16 carries. Pollard had 13 and more catches than Elliott as well. And he scored a touchdown. So there you have it. We, we've done it all today. We've made fun of you a little bit, not knowing Cocoon. We've given our picks. We've gone through the games. We've gone through the fantasy. I mean, this is like a full movie. We showed up. We laughed. We cried. We welled up. We enjoyed it with friends. I mean, we did everything that we were out to accomplish today. Yeah, I finished a bag of some good old microwave popcorn that I got from Blockbuster. Um, since we're going back to the days of Cocoon. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling cute. great. Give me some milk duds. Give me some junior mints and we'll go about our day. Very, very cute. By the way, uh, on Netflix, the last Blockbuster, something I highly recommend. Very, very well done documentary. Anyhow, Put it on we'll the be list. back next week. We'll recap. Yeah, we'll recap week three of the NFL season. We'll look towards week four, help you with your waiver wire, all that good stuff. This has been the NFL Edge Podcast. 